It's the evening of April 8th, 2015, and we find ourselves in a French bistro in the heart of Paris. Yves Bijot, the head of the French TV network TV Cinq Monde, was celebrating. His network had just launched a new channel that day, and after a full day of pomp and ceremony, Eve was ready to relax and enjoy a meal. And then, his phone rang. Just as the appetizers had hit the table, his phone began buzzing with a flood of calls and text messages. Eleven of the TV channels that he managed had just gone off the air. It quickly became clear that TV Sank was a victim of a cyber attack. By finding a vulnerability in just one computer, hackers were able to tunnel through the internet-connected hardware that controlled all of the TV network's operations and shut it down. Luckily for Eve, technicians that had been on site that day making sure the new channel launch went off without a hitch were still in the building when the attack happened. Acting quickly, they were able to locate the very machine where the attack was coming from and disconnect it from the network. And by 5 a.m., full service was restored. Now, there's nothing funny about this attack. This was a very, very real attack carried out against a very, very real television network. What did make me chuckle, however, was what happened the next day. Hours after service was restored, a reporter from TV Sank was doing an interview about the hack. The interview was filmed inside the offices of TV Sank in front of a staffer's desk. And in the background of the interview, you can clearly see several pieces of paper are taped on to what looks like some sort of window. And on those pieces of paper that were broadcast all over France and later broadcast all across the world, passwords. Passwords to some of TV Sank's most critical accounts, including my personal favorite, their YouTube password, which was, and please excuse my horrible French accent here, le mot de passe de YouTube which translates to English as the password of YouTube. Now, to their credit, there's no direct link to the fact that they broadcast these passwords and the hack itself. But, I mean, come on. The password of YouTube as your YouTube password? Even I can do better than that, and I'm not a major TV network that's just been hacked. But as it turns out, most of us don't bother doing much better than that. We use passwords that can be guessed or or the same passwords across multiple accounts. I don't know about you, but it seems that at least a couple of times a week, I'm asked to generate a new password for something or other. And sometimes using the same password for several accounts just seems practical. Though I know it's not. And I know that as annoying as passwords can be, that once someone cracks one of my passwords, it's probably not that hard to crack some more. Which is why today, I'm putting my passwords to the test. We've asked a professional password cracker, one of the world's very best, to put my passwords under the microscope and to try and hack me to see just how secure my passwords and accounts really are. Wish me luck. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete, but will it work? Shake hands with danger. 
I'm Jeff Siskin, and I'm here as always with Bruce Snell, cybersecurity expert. Hello, Bruce. Hi, Jeff. How are you today? I am okay, but in just a few minutes, a hacker is going to try and crack my passwords and break into all of my sensitive accounts and uh, wreak havoc with my life. So there's that. So like a normal day for you. <laughs> yeah, just, just a normal day. <laughs> a normal day at the Siskin household. But before we do that, my friend, I have some questions for you. Yes. You know, I've gotten a little smarter, thanks to you, since mm-hmm. doing this show. But I used to use the same passwords for everything. Am I alone in that? Or am I just a simpleton who doesn't understand how to use passwords? You know, I was often told, don't ask a question you don't want the answer for. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know, it's, it's not that uncommon. I think people try to have their extra difficult passwords and, and that's in air quotes that they use for, you know, accounts that are more sensitive. But unfortunately, I, I think what happens is they end up using that same extra special account in multiple different places. So effectively it, it becomes less special. And given that there's a finite number of words in the dictionary, are we all using the same passwords for everything? There is a company called uh, called Splash Data that actually every year has a list of the top 100 worst passwords of, of the okay. year. Right. Okay. And and they find this list in really kind of an interesting way. They they look at all of the data breaches, you know, because basically when it when a data breach happens, those password lists are typically posted somewhere. Right? Okay. And so. Splash Data collects all of these password lists and basically figures out what are the, the most commonly used passwords. So what, what kind of passwords are on there? Well, care to guess uh, the number one password? The password that most people had? Yes. Uh, I'm going to guess. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess, this is dumb. I'm going to guess password. You know, you're close. Password was number two. Oh. And it's okay, actually number well, two for the second year in a row. Okay, so I'm going to give myself like half a point for that. No, that was good. That was good. The, um, Thank you. Number one would be uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, even by my standards, that's bad. Okay, so, and, and then, so what, let's go down from there. So then well, number two is password. Yeah, number two is password. And okay. number three switches it up from number one, and then okay. it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh. Yes, adding a Fancy. few more digits. I bet you that's one comes from you know a, a site that requires eight digit, eight digits. Or, that would you make, know, that would make digits. that would make a lot of sense. Okay, what what else do we have? Number four is QWERTY. Okay. Um, number, you know what? Actually, what's interesting? I'm, I'm curious to see how long QWERTY stays up there, right? Because you look at you know the the amount of time that we spend typing on keyboards is kind mm-hmm. of declining, right? And people are using more you know more uh, mobile interfaces. So I'm yep. wondering how often, how long QWERTY is going to stay as one of these oh, top. Okay, we'll have to uh, track that. Keep an eye out. And it's completely yeah. unscientific tracking. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to get a team on that right now, Bruce. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. A team of experts, top yeah. men. Uh, number five. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. Very nice. Classy. And it continues. Number six is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's a new one for this year. <laughs> that's, okay. Well, that's, yeah. uh, I'm surprised it took that long. Number seven is actually let me in. Number eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm sensing a pattern. It would have been great if that was number eight, was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I know. I know. Somehow we'll have to, I'll also get a team of experts on that. <laughs> you totally do something about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, number nine, football. Okay, classic which, American. I, I think it's a little weird. I mean, who uses football as a password? Apparently a lot of people do. <laughs> number 10. Yep. Dear to my heart, I love you. Oh, oh that is, that is sweet. That is sweet. Were there any that surprised you that are on the list? Dragon 
showed up at number 18, which I think is kind of weird. I don't know why, but it just strikes me as odd. Maybe it's the Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, yeah. There's also a few, you know, inappropriate words that showed up in the, the top list. Just because humans are horrible people. <laughs> it's the lesson to be learned from there. But number 100. Let's go down to number okay, 100. Let's go. What, so what's, what's 100? Thunder. Ooh. Could you add like some thunder effects in post when I say that? Yeah. Okay, for thanks. sure. For sure. I I'll, I'll, I'll put some You'll get right on it. Top I'll get right on it. <laughs> so for my money, the problem with these passwords, or really any passwords for that matter, is that you have to remember them, which I'm not amazing at. So while we were researching this episode, we came across a very non-traditional way of retrieving passwords that you may have forgotten. Hypnotism. That sounds fascinating. We found there, there was people that used hypnosis to retrieve passwords. So our story producer, Mark Apollonio, was, was curious. And so in the name of science, uh, Mark Apollonio underwent hypnosis to try and retrieve a password. And uh, thankfully for us, uh, recorded the whole thing. And uh, I want to play that for you now. Welcome to Be Focused. Let's take a moment to find a comfortable place for your mind and body and emotions to relax and unwind. And so we can allow That's Michelle Guzzi, a hypnotherapist from Los Angeles. It's from an MP3 she sent me called Be Focused. It's a primer. Get me used to her voice. Put me in the mood for hypnosis. Because I was about to be hypnotized. Let's begin by focusing on a point on the wall or ceiling with the eyes open. Researching this episode we at Hackable came across a lot of references to a problem unique to our era. Forgotten digital passwords of all kinds. Email accounts with no recovery backups. Bitcoin keys and the bitcoins that go with them. We were intrigued to learn that some hypnotherapists are now taking a crack at the market of forgotten passwords. They plumb the depths of people's minds to help them dredge up lost codes. I'm still looking for reference to anyone who's actually used hypnosis to successfully recover a lost Bitcoin key. So in a shamefully unscientific exercise, I wanted to see if hypnosis could help me remember some lost bit of information. But I can't remember anything I've forgotten. For this exercise, then, I need my memory to do something it does very well. Malfunction. To orchestrate my own memory loss, I created a new email account. I didn't think about it for several days, at which time I tried to remember the password and success, I couldn't. And I want you to begin by taking in some deep breaths for me. We breathe I connected with Michelle Guzzi, hypnotherapist, on Skype. Now each and every time that I suggest the words deep sleep or snap my fingers only for hypnosis, only with your permission, you will enter the state of hypnosis very quickly and very calmly and deeply, and the body will relax. What you're hearing is an expedition into the recesses of my mind. I'm lying back in an armchair. I've never been hypnotized before, so I don't know what I'm supposed to feel, but I am incredibly relaxed. And what do you do with your coffee? Where do you put your coffee? On the left or the right-hand side? Right. Michelle is now walking me through my memory of the day I made the forgotten password. So you have two things. You had both of those in your hands? We cover my day in extreme detail, leading up to the moment I created the email account. 
and then it starts coming back to me. Password is frozen. The password is river. The password blue. About two hours after the hypnosis began, I think I have my feeble password. I'm ready to type in the password. Okay, so tell me what it was out loud again for me. Look up at that painting. One frozen river. It worked. It worked. That's right. Wow, you are very talented. So are you. Ah, thank you. So here's what happened. Well, I'm not saying that our highly unscientific exercise means that we at Hackable endorse hypnosis for lost passwords. I am saying, if you're desperate, this could be worth a try. Your mind is now clear and free. Your mind is now focused. That was Mark Apollonio undergoing the soothing sound of <laughs> hypnosis and uh, retrieving his password. It worked for Mark. Have you ever undergone hypnosis? No, I've not, actually. I'm afraid I'll, you know, run through the street clucking like a chicken with no pants on or something. <laughs> well, well, there you go. So now I'm going to see if a password cracker can have success cracking my passwords. I'm going to be talking with Rick Redman, who's from a company called CoreLogic, and he's a security consultant who specializes in password cracking, and he's going to see uh, how vulnerable all of my uh, sensitive accounts really are. Good luck. <laughs> you, you seem to know the answer already in your face. I, I, don't, I don't feel very confident about that. All right. Thanks, Bruce. All right. I'm here with Rick Redman from CoreLogic. Rick, thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah, glad to do it. You're a professional, I want to say password cracker, but that's not really a job title. Well, it, 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 it kind of is. I mean, that is my job and that is what I do, but that doesn't tell the full story. <laughs> well, what, what, is, what does CoreLogic do? That may help us out. We mostly do pure penetration testing. Uh, okay. And, and those in the, in the field know what that means and everyone else is giggling. <laughs> and, 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 and through the process of doing this podcast, I've learned to stop giggling. Yeah, I mean, my job since 1999 has been wearing slacks and dress shirts and combing my hair and going into Fortune 50s and compromising and stealing data. A section of that job is passwords. So today, we're going to take a look at how vulnerable I am and how hackable my passwords are. Yep. I, I, I think that's a good test because my passwords have been leaked. My information's out there, you know? Anytime some new dump happens or whatever, you know, I go looking for my family. I go looking for my friends because, you know, we all... Use the internet. When the stuff is breached and you sort of say the data is dumped, like what, what does that mean? Where, where, is, where does the stuff live? Well, I mean, initially it lives on the bad guy's computer. I mean, it's the bad guy that, that does the hacking and then it's the bad guy that downloads it. Okay, and how, how, do, how do you get it? Uh, people share it. And some of them are on tour, you know, the dark web. But honestly, the... The, the large majority of them are just on the internet. So how do I find out if I have been part of a hack? Well, it used to be impossible. But these days, it, it's, it's easier and easier because there's more password recovery sites. So, I mean, the, you know, the biggest one is Have I Been Pwned? So this is, this is a website that you can go to and 
all these dumps are available? Or, yeah, or I mean, it's essentially, is- it's a website where you can go and you can type in your email address, you know. My email address is so and so at whitehouse.gov, and it'll it'll tell you which <laughs> leaks it has and which ones that your password has been compromised on. All right, well, let's try this. I'm curious about my account to see if I've been compromised or not. What's the website address? Have I been pwned? And pwned is spelled P W N E D. Okay. And the reason it's called, you know, pwned is, is a, a play on terms on the word owned. Which is, you know, if I break into you, I own you. So let me, I'm going to type my email address into haveibeenpwned.com. And I hit pwned question mark. Oh, oh no, pwned, it says. I have on four breached sites. Oh, that's horrible. So I was, so according to this, uh, a breach is an incident where a site's data has been illegally accessed by hackers and then released publicly. Okay, so I was part of four. Wow, so, and at each of these, it tells the kind of information that's available about me. Uh, Everything from email addresses to password hints to passwords and usernames, Uh, payment histories, my physical street address, I guess. Wow. So, So is the idea that all of this information is available about me somewhere online? Is that right? Yeah, bad guys have this information. So thankfully, you're not a bad guy, but you have access to this information too as well, right? Most of it. So from here, you can search your database of stuff that you've gotten and, and you'll be able to, to see what information you can gather about me? Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the theory. It really boils down to what we can find. Well then, uh, good luck. I'm going to check in with you shortly. And, okay. Uh, and you'll let me know what you find. All right, I'll do some digging. All right, Rick, we are back. You have been off digging through through your evil guy database that you found about me on haveibidpwned.com. I'm nervous, and I want to know, what have you found? Have you found anything? Yeah, we found some stuff that I actually still have searches going because the amount of data that has been leaked of this type, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's huge. Uh, okay. I can, uh, a little bit of good news is that I did yes. not find you on uh, Adult Friend Finder. <laughs> uh, you weren't on there. That's that's some good news. Uh, that's a that's a good, that's a well. Amen for small miracles, you know. Yeah, small miracles. <laughs> so it, one of the first places I look for because let's you know where I'm targeting you is is the LinkedIn. So LinkedIn was compromised uh, six months later. People found out about it, and because you are a professional. That's a good place to start because it contains email addresses and password hashes. And we know they were real and we know exactly when it occurred. And that's okay. that, that can be beneficial because if your password turns out to be, you know, summer 2012, and I know that that's when the hack occurred, then I can probably guess your password now. Okay. And was I there? Well, kind of. So you, you 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 were definitely in there. You definitely have an account, but because of an unknown reason, your password hash wasn't there. So what the hash is, it's that's how they store your passwords. When you know you type your password into a website, they usually you know don't store it in plain text. They make a hash of it and store that. And your data, I could see you. I could see that you were there. 
but you were one of the lucky ones to where you didn't. So your password, it just showed us three X's. I don't know what you did to where I'm in there and my password's in there, but you're not. So I don't, I don't know what you did. I, I quite frankly don't know what I did either. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk it up to my uh, technical genius. Yes. Even though it wasn't that at all. Right. <laughs> you know, when I tell people kind of what I do, they're you know, oh, what's the big deal about getting in my account? If I go straight to your PayPal account and you have the same password, I'm gonna extract your money. If you have bitcoins, I'm gonna go to all the markets and I'm gonna try your password and I'm gonna try to steal your money. Even your shopping websites, they're like, oh, well, what's the big deal? Well, I mean, on Amazon, do you store your credit card in your profile? Since I've been doing the show, I now use a password safe that generates all these gobbledygook passwords. And who knows, maybe maybe that's the reason my passwords didn't get breached when, when all the rest of the LinkedIn passwords got breached. I, I don't really know. But I know somebody who doesn't do that. In fact, has been asking me to hook him up with that. Uh, my father is certainly of the generation of people, uh, and not to disparage the people of my father's generation, but but who are, in my experience, likely to have the same password for everything. Um, just out of curiosity, I should probably ask him if we can do this. What would happen if we typed his email address into Have I Been Pwned? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> okay, so let, let me let me try this. Oh, and he has been, he's, oh, he's part of the LinkedIn one. Okay. So in May, 2016, he was part of this LinkedIn breach of 164 million email addresses and passwords exposed. So do you happen to have the, uh, the LinkedIn dump? I definitely have it. <laughs> okay. You know what we're going to do before I do this? I'm just going to call my dad and ask him if this is cool. <laughs> All right, I will call you right back. All righty. Hi. Hello, Father. Hello, son. How are you this morning? I am well. How are you? Uh, okay. Okay. I have a, uh, I have, I have a weird question for you. Okay, I have a weird answer. Okay, perfect. So we're, um, I'm doing an episode of Hackable right now, where. Yeah where we're looking at uh, passwords. And, okay. and I have a guy, and I, I wanted him to hack me. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, my password isn't vulnerable enough. Um, oh, but, mine is totally vulnerable. But, but, your, but yours is. So here's, oh. my, so here's my question for you. Yes. If he promises to be nice, and I promise to come over afterwards and install that password uh, application where you can get really secure passwords, Yes. Can, he, can he hack you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So basically, he'll hack you, and then I will come over toot sweet, and we will secure everything for you. Okay. Okay? Sure. Okay. Sure. Thank you for being okay. a good sport. I appreciate that. That's love. Okay. That's, that's love. Yeah, that's total. Because, I mean, if not, there goes your inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rick, my father uh, has, uh, because he loves me, he said it's okay to do this. The deal he's made with me is that after we're done, I will go to his uh, place and I will hook him up with the password safe. But my father is is a great candidate for this because he has the same password for everything, I'm pretty sure. So what if we look him up as part of the LinkedIn dump, what, uh, what can you find? Well, he's in there and his password hash is in there. 
So immediately, it's a pretty bad sign. Uh, Pretty bad. Yeah, because right now, about 90, I I haven't checked in a while, but it's about at about 98 point, maybe 98.1% cracked, meaning of all the passwords, over 98% of them are cracked. So it's a very small minority of people who made a password that the best password crackers in the world can't crack. Okay, so what, what is my dad's LinkedIn password? Your dad's LinkedIn password is. <laughs> okay, so, so you know his password, and so what? What can you do with that? Well, I guess here's here's my first question: Has he changed it since it's been breached? <laughs> I I I do believe that uh, he either had to change it, meaning they forced it, or they have disabled all accounts. So it likely is it's not even worth trying on LinkedIn.com anymore. Okay. So so we can't get into his LinkedIn, but what what can you do with that password? Well, I mean that's the that's the rub. That's the that's the challenge. I mean, uh since he said it's okay, I could uh Amazon's a good example. I happen to know that Amazon isn't exactly uh you know they want a lot of the e-commerce sites. Now, they will have strong security, but they don't want to do too much to scare away customers. So then you you know, you could go to Amazon.com and and you would try out, you know, what you imagine his username to be, thinking it might be the same as LinkedIn and and the, and the password that you have. Here, I'm going to copy and paste. All right. Well, it's asking me for a password. Okay. So let's see. And we're in. You're into his Amazon account? Yeah, we're into the Amazon account. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's it can be that easy. The fact that you can get that far, you're into the first account that you tried. Right. I have a feeling if you're into this one, you know, do you want to try Facebook just for fun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're in. You're into his Facebook account? Yeah. Not a lot going on, but we're in it. Oh my god! Okay, Th- that's um, that's incredible. I'm feeling like we should leave my dad alone, maybe yeah. at this point. Uh, but that's but that you know I think what that shows me is you know this slippery slope, which I hadn't really thought about. You know, with breaches, not only should you you know secure that one account that's been breached, but but if that is used anywhere else, you kind of got to do everything. Yep, you you really do. Thank you so much for your time, Rick. Oh yeah, yeah. it's fun. I'm back with Bruce Snell, cybersecurity expert. So Rick uh, didn't crack me completely, did crack my dad. And uh, I have to say, after we were done recording, I hooked my dad up uh, with a password safe uh, so he could have more complicated passwords. Well, that's good. So so what what can what can somebody do, Bruce, to, to keep themselves safe from this kind of stuff? Well, and I know I've said this this many times, and, and in fact, I think we should call this the as Bruce has said many times episode, <laughs> but, um, say it again, but I mean, it is, and, and I think you've got some good examples of why it's so important that we use a unique password for everything. If I think about it, how many times a week I'm asked to create a password for something mm-hmm. often it's for things I go to once, you know, right. I order a lamp online and I need a password. I, I, I go to Ikea and I need it like things that you would, I wouldn't think I would need a password for. I, probably have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of passwords yeah. of things I visit once every couple of years. Some right. things I visit every single day and those I could probably keep in my head, but 
my IKEA password? Like, well, and the thing is, with you know, with your IKEA password, you know, maybe it's worth the time to you know take two minutes to reset your password, right? If if you created a password a year ago and don't remember it, it's probably easier to hit you know reset my password, spend the two minutes to to create a new one that you'll promptly forget because you know it's it's not an important thing. Versus, you know, going and being hypnotized for a couple hours to, to figure it out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's all about how difficult and, and painstaking you want it to be, right? And, and, you know, and you can even go, you know, most browsers have an option to, you know, generate a password. You know, I think, you know, if I look on, as I'm creating a new account on my, the Safari browser on my phone, you know, a lot of times it'll give a suggested password. And then if you use that password, it'll store that password in an encrypted file on your phone and in your in your iCloud and sync it across your your mobile devices. Right. So there, okay. there are options to use, you know, kind of built-in tools. Uh, but we just have to accept the trade-off of, you know, maybe sometimes you'll forget them and you'll have to do a reset. It's far better to go that route than use banana. Right for <laughs> as I look over at number sixty one on the list, banana. Um, then, then using that on every password. Is there anything else? Well, a- along those lines, right? So as you you know, if you're starting to use a password management tool, or if you're starting to use you know the the brow- the built in browser tool to um, to keep your password secure, you also want to make sure that your device is secure. Right? Okay. So and how do you do that? So for that, you know, again, make sure that you update to the latest um, security updates that, that come up for your device, uh, you know, for your Android or iOS or Windows or whatever. And then also, you know, for, you know, for your laptop and for your Android device, make sure that you're running some sort of, you know, antivirus or security software uh, to, keep your, to keep that system from being hacked, right? Because if, let's say, for example, you've got your, you know, your password management tool, it's probably keeping it in an encrypted file, but... You still want to make sure that that file stays safe. Okay, that's a lot to remember, and it's it's it a is. lot because I, I feel like like okay, I've got the password management, the password safe. Now someone can hack into my machine and get all that stuff. Yeah, but you know, to to be honest, that's a that's a really an outlier. Security is always about the weakest link. Okay, so let me, let me make sure I have this straight. Number one, use a unique password for everything. Mm-hmm. Don't use banana uh, across the board. Or, right. Uh, <laughs> hackers are going to get you and you can do that using a uh any kind of password management tool right and there's lots out there isn't there there's tons okay so so either either one that you pay for which is what i do or mm-hmm. use a built-in browser tool and keep your devices safe update your devices install security software whatever you can do to make sure that uh bad guys aren't, aren't getting into your, your treasure yep. trove of passwords absolutely <sighs> okay it, you know <laughs> it, it sounds a lot more complicated when we talk about it Really, I, a lot of these password management tools have gone a long way to make things very simple. They're not flawless, but it's a lot better than than your password getting hacked and you know having your son look in, in your Facebook account. All right, Bruce. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeff. I'm Jeff Siskin, and you've been listening to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. It's been a really good month for us here at Hackable. Last week, I told you how we hit the milestone of 1 million downloads, which was totally awesome and, truth be told, kind of humbling too. Well, this week, things got even more awesomely surreal when we got news that we were the winners of a Shorty Award for our podcast. And if you don't know the Shorty Awards, they recognize people that produce short-form content online 
And given the other podcasts we were up against for this thing, it honestly feels totally nuts that we won. So thank you, shorties. This is so cool. And as always, if you want to find out more about our show, please check out our website, hackablepodcast.com. And if you haven't been to the site yet, you really should, if only to see how beautiful the thing is. It's all done with these really cool hand-drawn illustrations that I think give the whole thing a really, really cool look. Again, that's hackablepodcast.com. Next episode in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.